Well, we got detained by World Economic Forum Police. I didn't even know there were World Economic Forum Police, but they came down and they detained us. They tried to strip us of our right to freedom of the press. We're not going anywhere. We are going to push forward because this is Human Events Daily and that's how we roll. Before we get into all that, I wanted to let you guys know there's a lot going on with TPUSA.com right now, especially with The Great Reset. So you want to go there, reset.tpusa.com. Get the great new book, The Conservative Response to the Great Reset. Charlie Kirk is putting this out. All the information you need to fight back against the economic and medical tyranny coming down from the Great Reset. Next, make sure you guys are getting your tickets. We're going to, of course, put all the links in the bio, all the links in the uh, in the profile, that is. Turning Point USA Student Action Summit, July 22nd to 24th, 2022, Tampa, Florida. President Trump is coming. Certain Floridian governor might be coming as well. So make sure that you use promo code POSO for up to 25% off. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. We are coming to you live from the World Economic Forum here in Switzerland. Today is May 24th, 2022, Anno Domine. Today's top headlines, of course, we have to talk about me and the crew here getting detained by the World Economic Forum Police. We'll break that all down next. A day two recap. What's going on at the World Economic Forum and why is it that Bill Gates is talking about the next pandemic? Third, out of the National Pulse, the Wuhan lab apparently assembled monkeypox strains using methods flagged for containing uh, creating contagious pathogens. And finally, President Biden saying that the United States will go to war with China in order to defend Taiwan in an invasion scenario. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. Uh, that apparently the World Economic Forum under Klaus Schwab has its own military, paramilitary police force uh, called the World Economic Forum Police. Suddenly, two minivans full of officers, essentially a quick reaction force, pop up. Uh, everybody storms out. They've got MP5s. One of the guys was flagging me with his MP5. You know, kind of, that means in the military, it's like, you know, putting his barrel where he shouldn't be vis-a-vis -vis our direction. And then each of us was taken, uh, myself and the entire crew, one by one, out, you know, sort of behind the building and behind this uh, stack of tables, and we were made to empty our pockets, and we were frisked right there in front of the entire attendees of the World Economic Forum. So we got detained by the World Economic Forum police. I didn't even know there was such a thing as the World Economic Forum police. I don't think anybody knew this, but you know what? We found out. We broke the story the hard way. Yeah, that's right. Broke the story the hard way by essentially being there. Let, let me explain what happened, all right? I've told the story, I've done a lot of media already, but I have to explain it, of course, to the Human Events Daily audience. We were filming live hits yesterday on the side of the road outside of the World Economic Forum Conference in Davos. Uh, we filmed the entire podcast yesterday there from the side of the road. We continued to do some live hits. I did the Steve Bannon's War Room, did some other shows uh, sitting right there. No harm, no foul, right? No big deal. A couple of plainclothes officers came up to us at one point and said, hey, can I check your guys' passports? Can I check your uh, press credentials? Sure, no problem, here you go. Hand them over to him, said, no big deal, check it out, make sure everything's above board. Because you know, we've got our equipment out, we've got our cameras and everything, secure event, totally understand. No problem, show the guy our stuff. About an hour goes by, we finish filming, 
we're taking a break. We're about to move to another location because we had found a higher location to look down on the city, get some more shots up, up there, you know, show people a different side of Davos. It's basically what you want to do when you're filming, right? You don't want the same shot, static background. It starts to look boring unless you're doing a new show like this, in which case it's normal. As we're charging our equipment and the crew's getting a little something to eat, two paddy wagons full of these armed officers drive up to us like a quick response force, stop their cars, they file out, surround us with MP5s, 9mm MP5s. One guy who was standing close to me was flagging me with his barrel constantly while he was standing there. Asked him to stop, you know, he finally pointed it down. And they said, again, who are you? We need to check your passports, we need to check your papers. And we're all sort of looking at each other saying, wait a minute, you know, we already talked to officers, we've, we've gone through all this, we've done this rigmarole, why are we doing it again? So they come back, now they're asking us to check our bags, now they're going through our stuff. They took us behind the building, behind a stack of tables, and individually, they frisked us. That's right, everything out of your pockets, up and down the arm, up and down your sleeve, hand down your pants in the front, hand down your pants in the back to every single member of the crew and myself. And by the way, I was wearing my undertack when it happened. So if you were going to get frisked at the World Economic Forum by the World Economic Forum police, you'll want to be comfortable, you'll want to be wearing your undertack. But seriously, folks, this is why, this is why the First Amendment, freedom of speech matters so much. We have it in the United States, we take it for granted. Here in Switzerland and Europe, they don't have freedom of speech. They don't have the First Amendment. They don't have freedom of the press. So eventually, this is all going on. Now, Tanya and my brother were over at the Ukraine house. They're hanging out, by the way, with Liev Schreiber because he was going to give a speech and they were looking to see if Malcolm Nance was around. So they're over with Liev Schreiber and Tanya's taking pictures with Ray Donovan. And uh, I'm not sure if he set up the whole thing. This might have been a Ray Donovan, Tanya thing uh, that he set up so he could spend more time with her. I don't know. They come over, finally I text them, I say, guys, you gotta get here, run as fast as you can. They're coming over, my brother shows up, he's taking footage, then Tanya comes by with who? None other than Savannah Hernandez, the great journalist. She comes over, she starts filming, confronting the officers, confronting the detective, they stand down, they run away. They didn't wanna make it a bigger thing, but it is a big thing. You detain people for reporting on your event. You detained us even though we gave you all of our information multiple times. I'm dressed like a reporter, you know what I'm doing. But what they don't want is anyone exposing their agenda and exposing what they stand for by reporting on them critically. So State Farm apparently is the latest pushing these woke children's books out to their, uh, to their employees every day. It feels like we wake up and we find another major corporation has gone completely woke and they want to torment their employees with leftist propaganda and funding organizations that seem, quite frankly, to hate the United States of America, traditional values, and the Constitution. And that is why I am proud to support Patriot Mobile. That's America's only Christian conservative cell phone provider. Human Events is teaming up with Patriot Mobile. They offer the same great nationwide coverage as the major carriers. So you want to get the same service plus the peace of mind that your money is supporting free speech, life, and liberty. Patriot Mobile has plans to fit any budget and their 100% US-based customer support team provides exceptional customer support. 
Patriot Mobile shares your values and supports organizations fighting for religious freedom, constitutional rights, sanctity of life, and our veteran and first responder heroes. You go to patriotmobile.com slash POSO. The link is in the description. Three activation when you use promo code POSO. Veterans and first responders, you will save even more, so make the switch today. It's time to support companies that, seriously guys, support us, support the sponsors, support these guys. Their money actually goes to a good place. patriotmobile.com slash POSO. The link is in the description. Patriot Mobile. We are finding ourselves in a place um, where we're, we have increasing polarization <laughs> everywhere and everything feels binary when it doesn't need to be. So I think we're going to have to think about a recalibration of a whole range of human rights that are playing out online, you know, from freedom of speech to the freedom to, you know, to be free from on- online violence or the uh, right of data protection to the right to child dignity. Well, day two of the World Economic Forum just ended and there's a lot going on. There's a lot to get through. So let's pack it all into one action-packed segment here. So other than myself, who they tried to get rid of, and by the way, Klaus Schwab, a message for you directly. I'm not going anywhere. We're not going anywhere. Turning Point USA and Human Events Daily are here to stay. We are gonna continue to report on this and we're gonna go to Geneva and we're gonna report on the World Health Organization and their pandemic treaty and these international regulations. We're gonna report on all of it. We're not leaving, we're not standing down, no matter what jackboot thugs you wanna send our way. But what do we hear? Well, we also, well, we heard this one, this, this Aussie commissioner saying, freedom of speech needs a recalculation. This is the e-safety commissioner. By the way, the e-safety commissioner, right? Electronic safety, right? That You'd think that has to do with like passwords or your bank account or something. No, 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 no. She's saying freedom of speech needs a recalibration. We just need the government to come in and, you know, kind of tell us what our speech should be. And this is the exact same thing as Nidhi Yankovic and that disinformation governance board were last week. What were they? They were options for the US government to come in and shut down our freedom of speech. That's number one, not gonna happen. Number two, Bill Gates. Bill Gates out there today talking about the next pandemic. What's our response going to be to the next pandemic? That's great, Bill. I really appreciate it. You know, I know that Bill Gates isn't a scientist or a doctor or you know, have any medical background whatsoever, but for some reason, he's the boss of pandemics. And he's announcing now that we're getting ready for the next one. How wonderful. I wonder if it's monkeypox. And I gotta tell you something. Honestly, I really don't have time for monkeypox. I just, I don't have time for it. It's like, if we just ignore these people, I, highly, I really think this, if we just ignore these people and continue doing other things, they will go away. But third, and this was most interesting, Dr. Henry Kissinger gave a speech last night at the World Economic Forum. He said something very different than everyone else did when talking about the topic of the war in Ukraine. And what did he say? So we had, we had gone through the Ukraine house, we had gone through uh, the Russia war crimes house, saw President Zelensky's speech, his Q&A with Klaus Schwab, completely funded, by the way, by Viktor Pinchuk, that no one else was talking about. But I said something on the show yesterday where I said, you didn't hear them ever say the word peace. You didn't hear one person ever talk about the word peace. And I've, I've told you before that I put this into two buckets. There's the escalators and the de-escalators. Who's escalating the conflict and who is trying to de-escalate? Well, lo and behold, Dr. Henry Kissinger came out 
to the World Economic Forum, to the global elites of the West, and said, it's time to start de-escalating. What did he call for? He called for a negotiated peace. And he even said, up to the point where Ukraine may have to cede territory. Now, it seems as though he was referring to Crimea and the Donbass, those two areas that Russia, uh, obviously Russia annexed Crimea back in 2014. The people there are largely Russian speaking. And then in Donbass, that's where the current fighting is as it stands right now. He said a protracted conflict would be disastrous for the West, number one. And number two, he also pointed out that Russia maintains a balance of power with Europe, within Europe, and that he said that you cannot drive Russia and China into a permanent alliance. Well, that's what Human Events Daily has been saying since day one, from day one. But if you said that publicly, you would be labeled as a Putin puppet. You'd be labeled as uh, a traitor, someone who doesn't care, right? No, 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 no. We're looking at the big picture of geopolitics and trying to understand things from a strategic standpoint. We're having an adult conversation. So now you've got two, you've got two outlets. Dr. Henry Kissinger at the World Economic Forum, and you got the New York Times editorial board just a couple of weeks ago, came out and said the exact same thing. They said Ukraine should be suing for peace, even if it means asking hard questions, right? What are those hard questions? Obviously, they're also implying this, uh, this situation, the status of Crimea and the Donbass. We want peace. We want to end the fighting. We want to end the bloodshed. Seek peace, not war. COVID is critical because this is what convinces people to accept, to legitimize total biometric surveillance. If we want to stop this epidemic, we need not just to monitor people, we need to monitor what's happening under their skin. So monkeypox, we've been talking about this, it's been hitting the headlines. Like I said before, right, I think if we stop talking about these people, they'll just go away. But here's an interesting story from my great friend, Natalie Winters, the great journalist, Natalie Winters, as well as my friend, from the National Pulse. The Wuhan Institute of Virology, you remember those guys, right? Those cats and dogs. The Wuhan Institute of Virology assembled a monkeypox virus genome, allowing viruses to be identified through PCR tests using a method that had been potentially flagged as a contagious pathogen. That's interesting. What's also interesting is that this seems to have occurred, seems to have taken up months before, yes, that's right, before these initial cases were found in February of 2022. The paper was authored by nine Wuhan Institute of Virology researchers and published in the lab's quarterly scientific journal, Virologica Sinica, which follows the wide-scale use of polymerase PCR tests to identify COVID-19 positive individuals. Researchers appear to identify a, a portion of the monkeypox virus genome enabling PCR tests to identify the virus in the paper. Uh, they go in through it and they actually go through and in the article itself, they're printing, you can, you can pull up the whole, they have the whole thing up in their scribbid. You can get the entire genome of monkeypox in here. So of course, the unearthed study follows the, the Wuhan Institute of Virology conducting similar research into strains of bat coronaviruses that could infect humans while admitting its facilities lack proper laboratory safety protocols. So the question of course becomes, now I think we're, with a few of these things, right, you've got to ask now when it comes to the lab, can we co-locate the origin of monkeypox? Do we know if monkeypox first broke out anywhere near Wuhan? See, this was the thing with the Wuhan lab leak theory because it wasn't just that the Wuhan Institute of Virology 
um, was conducting these experiments. See, people always say that, oh, you, you know, you present this with no evidence. You present this with no evidence. Just because they were doing experiments doesn't mean that it led to the outbreak. No, that's not what happened first. What happened first was there was an outbreak of COVID-19 in the city of Wuhan, directly there. And at first they said it might have been some kind of bat soup thing. Then they said that it might have something to do with a wet market. No, it had nothing to do with a wet market. This was something that was being done in that lab. And now we see increasingly that it leaked out. And how do we know this? Because there's no other location. There's also been no animals found that have this pass-through um, uh, species. Who is the pass-through species? How did it get from, from bats to one other species to humans? Well, you know what a lot of people have come in and found? That it looks like the pass-through species were the humanized mice within the Wuhan Institute of Virology. Those were the mice that had been modified. Look, I, I still remember this stuff, right? It was the ACE2 receptors. They were given humanized ACE2 receptors so that when they were injected, that when they were injected with the spike protein, it would enable the spike protein to infect them directly. The question then becomes, did that new virus that was created through gain of function somehow leak out? This is called gain of function, by the way. You are humanizing the mice. You're giving them in order to um, make the virus gain some kind of function. So it's the virus gaining a function. That's what gain of function means, right? Now we, we talk about this all the time. We don't always explain what it means. That's gain of function. So the virus has now gained this function with the spike protein to be able to infect the ACE2 receptors. Specifically, seemingly, right, right, gotta say, gotta, gotta use all the caveat words, seemingly specifically modified to be able to infect the human ACE2 receptors. The question then is, did one of these mice get sick? Did something happen? Did it leak out? We don't know because they've never released the full data from these trials. They won't even tell us about any trials they might have been doing that weren't even up on their database. The Wuhan Institute of Virology is a black hole. And apparently, apparently, according to Natalie Winters, they were doing research into monkeypox as well. Doesn't that feel good? Doesn't that warm the coggles of your heart? I said it before, I'll say it again. Raid the Wuhan lab. Send intel in there. Very quickly, you didn't want to get involved in the Ukraine conflict militarily for obvious reasons. Are you willing to get involved militarily to defend Taiwan if it comes to that? Yes. You are? That's the commitment we made. That's the commitment we made. We are not, look, here's the situation. We agree with a one China policy. We signed on to it and all the attendant agreements made from there. But the idea that, that it could be taken by force just taken by force is just not is just not appropriate. It will dislocate the entire region and be another action similar to what happened in in uh, in Ukraine. And so it's a it's a burden that is even stronger. So there was President Biden. Now, not only do we have U.S. supplies and U.S. forces being committed in Ukraine, in the theater of Eurasia in Eastern Europe, but we're also seeing now that he's decided he's going to be committing U.S. forces into a war with China. I've said so many times, the way to prevent China 
from taking Taiwan. I went on Congressman Dan Crenshaw's podcast and talked about this. It's very simple. It's deterrence. You need to fix the Navy and you need to fix the country. Fix our Navy, get the crazy woke crap out of there and focus on being a, a blue, lean, mean fighting machine on the seven seas. The entire seventh fleet needs to be revamped. You need to go in there and you kick out every single commander from, uh, you know, from the 07s and up to the 06s and down that has anything to do with CRT, with wokeness, with all these crazy standards and crazy trainings that have nothing to do with being in the fight. The motto of Indo-PACOM, right? So Indo-PACOM is the command that controls 7th Fleet. That's your DOD component command. You need to be there ready, actually ready to fight because you need to show strength. If you don't show strength, you show weakness. The United States looks incredibly weak right now. If you were China and you were looking at Taiwan, why would you not want to strike right now if you were the CCP? And by the way, I've been at the WEF for the last two days. And you know what I haven't heard? I've heard everybody talking about Ukraine, but I haven't heard a single person mention Taiwan. The whole CCP, the CCP is crawling over the entire forum. Not a single person will talk about Taiwan. Why? Well, you hear, you've heard why. They know the CCP is coming. But Biden apparently hasn't gotten the memo. So he's going to turn around and say the U.S. will go to war with China. No, it's as simple as this. You're supposed to seek strategic ambiguity. But you can't have ambiguity when your president is a puppet like in a bad remake or a bootleg version of Weekend at Bernie's. This guy doesn't know if he's coming or going. He doesn't know what time of day it is. And he certainly doesn't know what part in the movie it is. Our system is crumbling. Our dollar is down. Our economy is cracking at the seams. Our stock markets are down. We're sending $40 billion, printing that money, by the way, over to the killing fields of Eurasia. You're not suing for peace, as Kissinger and the New York Times are now calling for. Instead, you're trying to exacerbate another war in a complete other theater. How many times do we have to impeach this president? How many articles of impeachment are there actually going to be? Because it seems like he's doing everything he can to exacerbate problems on the world stage rather than actually seek peace. It's as simple as that. And you know, we used to have a president. We used to have a president who understood what peace meant. And that is all the time we have for you here. Human Events Daily reporting live from the World Economic Forum in Switzerland. Remember, our promise, our oath, our solemn vow to you. Be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you get your podcasts. What did we talk about today? Well, of course, we talked about myself and the crew being detained by World Economic Forum police. We're not really sure who those police are. Are they local police that are tasked to the World Economic Forum? Where do they get their MP5s? Why did they tell us to delete footage? We didn't delete any of the footage, by the way. In fact, in fact, We've got more footage of that that's going to be coming out. Next, day two recap of the World Economic Forum. We spoke about everything that's happening, including the very, well, Bill Gates talking about the next pandemic. And very interestingly, Dr. Henry Kissinger talking about suing for peace in Ukraine, even if it means ceding territory. Third, the Wuhan lab. What was their involvement with monkeypox? Were they involved in it? Were they doing anything? And then finally, President Biden talking about the U.S 
going to war with China over Taiwan. This idiot has no idea what he's doing. He has no business being government, and he certainly has no business being president. But before we go, it's time for today's history break. Today, May 24th, all the way back 1844, the inventor of the telegraph, Samuel Morse, sent the first official telegraph message from the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. to Baltimore. What hath God wrought? That was from the Capitol building to Washington, D.C. to Baltimore. And I'm here in Switzerland, beaming this out across the entire world. As Marshall McLuhan said, the medium is the message. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.